I just want to speak to somebody that's not in a good place right now for whatever reason, however you got there, because I love you and I believe in you. Maybe you think nobody does and maybe nobody does and you don't or you can't see it or whatever it is. I don't know you. You're watching this. You're listening to this. I believe in you. And you might just need to hear that. Get ready to tune in to stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Of course, I am Scott. And today I have with me Matt Schaup. Matt is, golly, he's a lot of things. He's an author, award-winning serial entrepreneur, speaker, and probably most importantly, a father and a husband. He does some cool trips. He has an incredible amount of experience and cool stories to, to tell. So I'm looking forward to having this conversation. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thanks, Scott. I'm excited to be here, man. We talked offline and before this and got a lot in common. And I love the space that you're in and we're in. And it's going to be awesome. This is going to be yeah, fun today. It is going to be fun. I yeah. it, the Full transparency, and you know this, to the listener is I kind of thought, Oh, Matt's coming in from like a leadership business. I'm going to have him on my other podcast. And then we're talking. Yeah. I'm like, and you're like, well, wait, wait, wait a minute. And you start, yeah. we, then we went to a whole nother level of conversation. I'm like, absolutely. Let's get you on the brotherhood right away. You have a, so much you can give men. We have a lot of things in common and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And Hey, Hey guys, listen, look, we're going to talk a lot about entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about small business ownership, but if you are not into those things, um, well, thank you for listening because I talk about those a lot. But number two, understand that those relate to life in every single way. In everything that you do, yes. there's lessons that can be learned. And so um, my disclaimer to just not shut down because there's so many things you can learn. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think parenting and marriage have taught me the biggest lessons, but uh, business ownership is right in line with those. What do you think, man? As you're saying that, I'm thinking, yeah, if this is a, if you're about to tune this off because you're not a business owner, there are vehicles in our life, the passions, the things we find that we come across that teach us who we are. And the more we can understand who we are and get clear on that and be okay with that, deal with the ugly stuff, it makes you better. And then whatever that passion is that, that helped you find that, it reciprocates back. So business, if you're not a business owner, it's human serving humans. And to the degree you do that with excellence and you make another person's life better, you get rewarded for it with money on a P&L, right? With profit. In relationships, husband and wife, you're, you're bringing value to your wife. She's bringing value to you. It's an, you know, we joke in the business world, it's a business transaction. Like I had to close the deal with my wife. I had to convince her that I was the one. Truth. Not not to discount marriage or make it less. No, no, no. But it's so uh, true. I tell the, I tell guys that you, you sold her. Yes. You sold yeah. her. Yeah. And I mean, and I had to, I had to do the takeaway. So the takeaway close was the one that worked and we'll talk about that. So yeah, if you're, if you're not a business person, just whatever you're in, what, whatever you've got going on in your life, there's an opportunity for you to enter into real deep, vulnerable conversations with other men and explore your story, find out who you are. And when you can make yourself better, you'll bring more value to other people in whatever, if you're a professional nine to five, I've been doing a lot of things, right? So I have different perspectives on different things, but this is for everybody that's a man. And if you're a woman, maybe you're listening to this and oh, it's a bunch of men talking about men's stuff. We're going to make your men better. I think and, and um, I'm sure you'd be okay with that. Right. And that's what I hear the women say. Cause I work a lot with business owners that are men. Yeah. And that's an interesting thing you bring up because there are a lot of it's, I get feedback from men that listen, you know, but 
I get feedback from women that listen. And a lot of it's like, I listen to this so I can better understand my husband, or I listen to this because I want my husband to listen to it. I'm like, well, don't tell him to listen to it. There's other ways to like gently, uh, don't tell us what to do. No. Uh, (laughs) but, but one thing that you understand that, that I also understand, I believe I understand is that there's so much tied together between marriage, leadership, parenting, business ownership. Uh, and then you said a word that is a major, you you gained a lot of points in my book, not that you need my points, but is, is vulnerability. (laughs) Because when I do an event, it's one of the main things I talk about right out of the gates is if you are not vulnerable and accountable to another group of people who will support you in what you're doing and also call you out on your own BS, then you have a lot of growth to do have like Mm -hmm. step number one is, is vulnerability. And then I had another podcast last week and we talked about the fact that probably the most masculine thing you can do is be vulnerable because it is, Mm -hmm. it is literally like relinquishing control of what's going to happen as a response with the, with the opportunity to grow. Vulnerability opens the door to deep connection and trust and painting a picture of perfection prevents true connection. And we live in a society, business, life, leadership, whatever it is, right? Where everything is, is painting that picture of perfection. You go to social media, you see the ads and it's the perfect life, perfect wife, perfect, whatever that you're posting and you're posturing in your posting. And when we get, done with that at the end of the day, we realize that's not like you logically know it's your brain level that that's not true, but there's this unconscious or subconscious competition. I'm just going to grab something that I want to share with everybody here. And we just posture, we overpromise in everything we do and we under deliver. And then we beat ourselves up that we're not good enough, not fill in the blank enough for whatever the engagement is that you're involved in. For me, it was business, right? And I mean, I wrote the book, paint a baby, connect with clients through brave and vulnerable storytelling. And, and it's all about a story of a time that I was called out. I was somebody called BS on the way that I was trying to sell a paint job to him. And he knew me and he knew that I was better than that. And it really was a turning point in my business. And then that business lesson that I then explored and dug into, and I learned so much writing this, flowed into my personal life, into my fatherhood, into everything. And society tells you that you're a pussy if you cry. Oh, so true. Or you're not man. You don't. You don't got any balls. Look at that guy. Like what? What happens when you see a man cry? How? How? How does the general society, the narrative that's being played, wherever it's being played, what a pussy? Can yeah. I say that here? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Come okay. as you are, man. Like, that, that's <laughs> what it is. No, that's what it is. And yeah. um, I, I love, I love Jesus, but that's what gets said. And yep. when, I, when I when we need to make that point, um, I, I just sat around the table with a gentleman here in my office and we know each other through one of the businesses and he just, he just cut loose, like right in the middle of the conference room. Holy cow. Amazing. We just connected so deeply. It started as a, Hey, can we talk about rolling over a 401k? Something like that, right? Just a business engagement. We spent about three minutes on that at the end because we talked real stuff, real heavy stuff that he went through. And I can't remember who went first, but leaders have to go first. It's you're in a group of men and everybody's, circling around this issue that you know they all have and then one guy just says you know what boom and he takes that risk and it's scary to step into that space but then what does everybody else do oh man this guy's human oh scott you're human man you know let's talk 
How do you? You've been you've you been in that? these, right? And if you haven't, you're missing out on a, on a lot. Oh of my life. gosh, you guys! Like, listen, because this is this is breakthrough in so many areas of your life. And so, at my first event, I literally cried. My event last September in Montana, literally in the opener, I had a friend that committed suicide. So I got incredibly yeah, vulnerable, sorry, talked about all that, yeah. and it was like wheels off from then on. I mean, you set the pace. Mm -hmm. How do you, you do trips too, and you do things with people and you know, that, that interaction you just had, how do you set the pace for vulnerability? Do you do it intentionally or is it just part of your, your kind of operating apparatus right now? Because you just have learned that that's so incredibly important. Both in, in the experience is part of the experience. So I, so I run a program called the gentle art of leadership. This is the Mm -hmm overall methodology program that I built. It's a leadership program. But then I do it in a, in a private two hours every Friday morning men's group where it's men talking about men's stuff. Then I have a business mastermind. Then we all, we take these trips to Spain. But part of that is you're going to explore your story. You're going to be vulnerable. You have to step into that space. Now, it's going to be scary because gentle art of leadership is the, the correlation to when I stepped on the jujitsu mats. It's scary and you get your ass kicked. I got my ass kicked hard my first class. Half my age, half my size, kid, choke me out, tapping out, tapping out. So I set the expectation and it, and it pushes these guys out of their comfort zone and in a group, right? There's always that, that one person that that's willing to go first. Sometimes I've been with groups where nobody will. And me as a leader, I feel like I'm forcing it. So for me, for you, for us, when we're doing these, we have to be very conscious and understanding of the, the personality styles, the backstory of these men and know how to, in a good way, um, pull the strings and push the buttons. Cause you can do this in a totally manipulative way too, uh, with bad intentions, right? When, mm-hmm. when we want to, and you have to, sometimes guys need to be smacked in the face with it and called out. If they're a high aggressive, assertive type D, sometimes they're analyzers, they need to feel safe and you just need to let them. And it's, it's all good. It's all right. It's really interesting. Uh, at that event, it was, I watched this unfold and I, I love human behavior, human psychology. Yes, and yeah. I, I'm a, you know, I have a degree in psychology, which I learned the baselines, mm-hmm. but I've been observing, I'm very observant in groups, which is really interesting because I, I'm, I get all this networking and everything done on podcasts and through business. And then I get in a group, I'll speak. And then I just watch and I'm not super interactive, yes. but I'm watching. And at the, uh, what I've noticed is you'll have, all these different types of responses. Like one guy sees you get vulnerable and then he's vulnerable immediately. And then another Mm -hmm. guy, 45 minutes later catches you alone and says, Hey man, because he's got to make sure he's in a safe place. And there's these different personalities Mm -hmm. and how they play a role. So it's it's really interesting that you brought that up. It's it's so funny you say that. So part of the program is I teach a leadership language workshop. So I'm not huge into formal certifications, but I have a formal certification that I've done thousands of hours of, analyzing and implementing DISC surveys and human motivator index. It's an iceberg, right? Observable behavior and the stuff that drives it. And I was doing a workshop yesterday for a company, amazing people, mixture of men and women. And I'm just sharing the story and doing the thing. And I'm telling them, you're going to be the first one that raises your hand. You're going to wait till later. And we're almost joking about it and spot on, right? You have that high emotional, the interactive lightning bolt of energy. And the whole time she's like, I, I get so excited. I pass out physically, like for real. Right? Oh my gosh. And just, <laughs> just bouncy ball of energy. And then this other guy just sitting here. And, and, and for me, cause I'm that as well. He does he not like me? Cause he's just right the whole time. And then he goes, Hey Matt, when everybody leaves, can you come here a second? Hey man, I'm going through a divorce. 
And, and he's not going to say that ever in front of the group. And you have to know that running groups too. Yeah. It's a challenge. Yeah, it, it is. And this is why not everybody's yeah. cut out for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. not everybody's cut out for it. Like they, they think they can do this, they get into it, and then they hit, they hit walls because they don't see that. And I'm not calling anybody out, but it does take a, a specific yeah. skill, but also uh, a specific heart. And so yeah. where does yeah. that come from in you? So I'll, I'll share too, just because when I said you can, I learned a lot of this from a person who manipulated people and did this in a very bad way. This is in my opinion, in my experience, I don't think his heart was in the right place. It was about the money and we'll just leave it at that to be, to be respectful of him. Um, but yeah, your heart needs to be in the right place. And you know, my story, people meet me now. They're like, man, I saw you like 10 years ago. You're pissed off all the time. Like I was an awful boss. I was an awful leader. I grew a multimillion dollar company from a hundred dollars being angry at the world because everybody betrayed me and I had something to prove and it was screw you, you know, middle fingers in the air. I'm going to go be a millionaire, won the awards, wrote the book, was miserably angry. And I'm working with this coach, this particular coach. So even though I think he had bad intentions, right? I'm I'm a glass half full kind of guy based on my story. He helped me really flip my programming. Mm. And I sit here and smile today and I'm joyful and I, and I have my moments to get pissed off. That's my thing sometimes. Uh, but I enjoy life and I'm happy and I don't have an ulterior motive. Yeah, I want to make money doing this, but I want to make somebody's life better because I saw the opposite of that. I came from that. I grew up with that and I had to make the decision that I wasn't going to continue that, right? Your environment dictates what you're going to experience, how you're going to believe the influences you have, and that either serves you or sabotages you and you either see it or you don't. So throw that on a two by two grid, right? It lifts you up empowers you or it doesn't does the opposite and you know it or you don't and then throw another grid people see it or not and you see it or not so there's blind spots there's all these things and you combine this together and you start to piece out your story get perspective of other dudes and guys flying around your story because i can i can see what's going on with you but i can't see what's going on with me and it's amazing when you get people together so i'm not i know i'm squirreling a little i love it but, but that's where I came from. And I can share, you know, lots of examples of, you know, getting bullied, getting told I wasn't positive things enough that I was going to end up in jail or prison or dead. And all my friends did. So that's, that's where those Jersey guys are at. You know, I came out to Colorado at 10 and business ended up being my thing that I found some purpose and certainty and became an idol. Um, and then, you know, I found Jesus in the back of a police car at 19 in handcuffs, addicted to drugs and alcohol. And I'm happy to talk about all of it. And when I do that with men, they're like, huh, I thought you were this buttoned up successful millionaire right. business guy. I said, I, yeah, sure. But that's, that's what I do. It's not who I am. Yeah. I, I like that you brought up, a, there's a few things you brought up. Um, I think guy, guys need to understand the history of successful men and men that are, yeah. that are doing, have done the hard work. It's not always... I don't think it's the picture that they tend to see. Like I don't have a storied like background in the back of police car drug use. I I don't. However, the journey has been incredible. I screwed up my marriage. You know, I screwed up being Mm -hmm. dad because of business. And and so we all have our things and it's really good to hear those stories. The, um, I love that you brought up, you had somebody who was in it for the money and, and that, that, that resonates with me because I, I kind of used to be frustrated with people like, well, he just wants money. You know, I'm like, well, that's, 
that's commerce. That's business. That's what we, we go after business, but I've learned yeah. that there's heart like, and you've got to be able mm-hmm. to read that heart. I recently got in a, in a mastermind where it became very clear to me very quickly that the focus was all about money. Like sure. Mm-hmm. The people in it are phenomenal, but then the focus was all on money and I'm, you know, doing what I need to do to rectify that on my end. But, yeah. uh, just, I don't know. I'm just saying when you follow people and I'm saying this, I'm calling out men who may be following a bunch of other men, influencers or leaders yeah. Yeah. work, move forward with discretion. There's a big one right now. Everybody knows his name and I actually know people that know him and work for him. And okay. they're like, dude, it is not what you think. He is not what he talks about. And I can. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've met, I've, I've met the. Oh yeah. man, don't. Yeah, let's get rolling on that. And, and I'm, I'm never going to throw somebody under, under not, the bus. I won't say names. Not no. somebody. So, but w- what I will share is a good friend of mine, Mike McAlex, and, and I love to talk about him because he's very known in the business world. Oh, yeah. And uh, for me, um, I get to engage a lot and watch speakers. So I work on a security team at my church, and I sit literally right there and I watch the pastor. I watch all the intricacies that helps me become a better speaker, and then I have to do the security thing, keep them safe. Um, and the, when, the, when those people on the stage step off the stage, to me, I lose all respect. You lose all credibility and relevance to me if what you just talked about is not how you're living. So in the business space, I remember being at a workshop where the guy's talking about personal in- integrity and accountability. And then he jumps off the stage. He's like, we going to go uh, get drinks and bang hookers or what? Right. Like, like, no, no, you're the integrity guy. So I love Mike because if, if you know anything about him, you read his books, you watch his videos, that guy off stage. I mean, the, the text messages he sends me, he is hilarious. He's just a real guy. And what he, what he stands for, what he does and who he is, is totally congruent, totally congruent. And he's, and he's, and he's not fake. And um, I think, you know, the part of the reason I wrote, I wrote this um, other than it's a hilarious story is I think there's a shift coming. There is a wave coming of the fake people are going to get found out. You can't, you can't hide and people understand the bullshit of, um, this person or organization has a narrative and every left, right, up, down, it's isn't political. Everybody has a narrative, right? Yeah. And they're trying to influence behavior, but the fake's going to get found out and, and I'm excited to see it and I'm excited to be a part of it. And, um, Mike knows what he stands for as a man, what he values, where he wants to go, who he wants to serve. So do you, so do I. And that'll get tested when usually gets tested when money's on the line, right? For me, it does. Cause that's part of my oh, programming. Yeah. It's part of my past. And it, it tests who you are. Do you really stand for this? If you're going to lose a hundred grand, like right now, my business, I'm investing a lot of my personal money to, to launch this thing in a big way because I believe in it. And then I see the PL. Do you ever do this? Do you ever see the PL like of the trip? We talked about this. You're like, ooh. <laughs> You're like, ooh, that I was a me? lot of heart and energy. I made like $14.27. Or lost $14.27. You lost? Okay. Yeah. Like we flipped our first house. And I'm like, I'm going to make $60,000. Yeah. And I think I made $14 after, yeah. after it's said and done. But, right. but we learn. Um, so I hope this is I'm helping. I, I, just, I hope this is helping somebody that's watching this that just feels like garbage because somebody or some message or some narrative or some whatever is telling them that stop stop get with some guys that can speak this language yeah oh my gosh there's so many ways we could go here so um i don't like i don't even know (laughs) 
You know, can I can I share? Just can go, I share? Because I, I'm well, trying I to collect my thoughts. I, I saw you do something, and I did this the other day. So I just I made an observation. Is I shared this story right about handcuffs back of a police car. It wasn't a super monumental story if I compare it to the story of a friend of mine named Rick Scadden, right? Four-time felon to full-time pastor. That story, he will stand on a stage of 30, 40, 50,000 people. And they're like, holy cow, because I'm comparing the response of the people through my filter. I'm comparing my right. story to his thinking, oh, my faith story is kind of boring. And I just kind of heard dangerous, you say isn't like, it? Well, yeah. and you kind of said, you're like, you know, Matt, I don't have this, this back of the police car. You got your story, man. You're absolutely to me. And and as you're doing that, right, as you're putting me kind of up here comparatively to whatever story, I'm doing this with Rick. We're all doing this. We have to stop. Absolutely. You have a message, you have a story, and you have to have a structure of a hook and, and, and a storyline, right? You need to be able to know who your audience is, but don't don't we do that? I, I do that every day. I don't I think check myself every day as a man with that. Yeah, it, I used to do it, it oh, very frequently, and I used to do it in my between my my own ears, like all the time. Like, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. this guy has a story I don't. And yeah. it used to be it would lower my self esteem, and uh, it doesn't anymore. But it's still there. It's still it's still mm -hmm. like, well, I didn't have a come to Jesus moment. I grew up in a Christian, you know, Christian home. I didn't have yeah. a drug induced, um, you know, near death experience. I didn't get, well, I did get the crap beat out of me. I have some really crazy stories actually. We should compare my, those. Though. That's fun. That's, that's yeah. fun. It's so building. I wish I it sucks at the time. Yeah. I wish I would have known jujitsu, but quite honestly, yeah. um, it, it made me stronger, but, but I have a story and it's incredibly important. Uh, and when I've told it, guys reach out to me like, Oh my gosh, I'm in the midst of that. Or I just came out of that. Or I see myself going into that. And that is incredibly mm -hmm. powerful. I yeah. want to go back to these guys on the stage and they step off. I made a statement the other day. Um, and I've wrestled this with this one. And I think you might agree with me. You might not. So we can have a Let's nice see. little discussion here. And I have believed for a long time that how you do anything is how you do everything. And so I made this mm -hmm. post. I'm like, hey, like, look, you guys, just public service announcement. Wipe the back of your camera on your phone because it gets greasy. And when you do selfie videos or a photo and it looks like crap, mm -hmm. like that's not a good presentation of who you are or what, you, what you're trying to do. And I Correct. said, and then I tagged it, how you do anything is how you do everything. And someone came back. He's like, I don't believe that. You don't wipe your butt as good as you do. And I really had to think about it. And I was like, you know what? It's the prep for me. It's the practice of being excellent in everything I do and holding myself to a standard where I'm yes. always striving forward. Because if I get sloppy in one place in my life, that will spill over. So how do you feel about that statement? Yeah. Where do you stand? I, I agree with it. And I'm curious if that person's response was a reaction or a response because they're two different things. And we can talk, talk about that. I react a lot. I need to respond more. There's a difference. And <laughs> yeah. that either comes out of Maybe like maybe you don't understand it and you missed something and he really wants to build you up. This is chapter nine, I believe, in this book. It's cool. Feedback matters, but not everybody's right. It's like, who is this person? Is this just some knucklehead on on a on a screen name or is this somebody you know and trust? But you probably called him out on something and he got emotionally hijacked for a minute and then just diarrhea out of his mouth uh, onto the Instagram page, right? I like you, you ever see that post and it like catches you? I'm I'm oh, yeah. so hard. I'm so hard not posting certain things about certain world events that are going on right now. Cause I say, does this bring value? Does this serve my right. purpose? Is this going to elevate people or divide people? So uh, yeah, I, you know, you want to compare it to 
brushing my teeth. I go to the dentist. I am a 99D, 99I. I am the visionary. I'll run a group of people with a vision off a cliff and I forget the parachute and I need builders to build it down so we don't crash right. and die. I go to the dentist and every time they're like, your gums are receding. Do you brush your teeth really aggressively? I said, I do everything aggressively. I drive aggressively. Exactly. I brush my teeth. If you want to, if you want to talk about how we clean our, clean our, our butts, right? Whatever. So I, I fully agree. And I would just say sometimes that brings value and sometimes it doesn't. So, okay. I know, I know I act this way, behave this way. Does it make my family better? Um, mm -hmm. Who can, if I need to make a fast decision in a security standpoint, I just made a really fast, decisive decision the other day for a good reason. Um, if you do this somewhere else where we need to take time and think and process, then it's not going to serve you. I, I actually love this conversation because he said, oh, one of my old coaches, mentors, had gave me a shirt that said that and he preached on it and I didn't ever, I never agreed with it. And so I gave a response back kind of what I said. I think it's more of a practice of how you treat things that you're doing and always in that growth mode. And then my wife pipes in and kind yeah. of says the same thing. And he's like, I love these conversations because I've never thought of it that way. And so yeah. I used to not post this because I posted it once and I got so much kickback from leaders and they're like, and that was their thing. Like, I don't, I don't pick up trash the same way that I perform in my, my business. I'm like, why the hell not? If I see then trash then, in the bathroom, in, yeah, yeah. no one's there, I'm still going to pick it up. It's the right thing mm -hmm. to do. Even if it's gross, but yeah. Um, yeah. and I, that really made me question. So I stopped posting that stuff until I felt like I had the right, type of way to respond that would add value that's and i think you know that's kind of the this is so this is so wild that we talk about this because like part of i'm i'm shamelessly promoting i love it <laughs> this is this is in the book paint though the right book. so Our so communi communication right the communication yeah. you're you're connecting with clients i'm teaching you in this book how to tell a story communicate a story there is a sender with an intention and a receiver that you want to call to action right so you're just talking about this post, you made that post, right? Call it the soundbite post or the quote post. Right. And you're like, my intention was to motivate, uplift, inspire, make men better. And that receiver is, was it a man? I don't know, but it's somebody and they've got their story going on. And they were only, they were on social media that day because they were mad at their wife and they just went through something and they just had a big blow up and anything positive, they were going to fly the middle finger at, right? So it's just right. in communication, and then this happens and then it goes totally sideways and it blows up and everybody gets emotionally hijacked. And I just look at those responses. I said, the response from that person just says everything about him and where he's at. And the post you made says a lot about you, but nobody slows down enough in this culture to understand all of that perspective, right? It's just a post. And then people just start doing oh, this and you can it's do this. I mean, I, I talked back to a girl in eighth grade, I said something really nasty to her and she punched me in the face and shipped this tooth. And that's a memory every day for me is if I post something on social media, I, I better stand in front of that person or group or whatever and, and be ready to put dukes up if I need to, right. Or, or catch one like that's old school, just, you know, culture got away from that. And I remember yeah. that. So I know we're, pulling off a lot of things, but people don't take time to understand the other person's story. And when yeah. you can do that and stop reacting, that's when you get emotionally hijacked and it hits a pain, a trauma at your gut and you outburst and then regret what you said or sent or texted. You can't take it back, right? Slow right. down and respond. I have an email right now that should have been sent 
Sunday and I'm going to send it next week. I'll take yeah. 10, 10 to 14 days to send it because it's a very important, critical decision I'm making uh, about a big part of my life and something I'm going to separate from. It's not my yeah. marriage or anything like that. I'm happily married. Everything's good. It's something <laughs> that, that it, you know, no, right? Yeah, no, it's, um, important, to, it's important to state for sure. But it's it's something that's not right and it's not going to get fixed. And I'm communicating clearly and uh, there's no bad intention. It's a It's a power grab, power control thing. And I just don't roll in those kind of environments where politics and certain things override the function of the team. Absolutely. I uh, sent a text to someone who's going to provide a service for me for one of my events and an amazing guy, amazing purpose, amazing heart. And uh, it was, it was sent. I didn't like carefully review it. I just sent it. I'm like, Hey man. And, uh, and then what came back, I just felt like what just happened. We went from me asking a question to all out assault and like I've been there. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. and, and, and I replied back. Then I called a buddy and I'm like that knew him. I'm like, what's going on? And then it just went like, it went so out of control so fast that it, 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 he texted me back and he's like, after thinking about it, I want to have nothing to do with you. All you care about is money. And I'm like, what? Like, where in the world did that come from? You know, I lose mm-hmm. money on these events. Like I, fourteen dollars oh. twenty seven cents. I made it. You lost it. <laughs> like, but but it all came down to not taking the time on my end to look at that mm-hmm. initial and think how might this be received? Because yeah. I think perhaps there was an element in his life to where that would have been received a completely different way another day. But on this day, yes, because I yeah. didn't clarify. I'm trying to be financially or fiscally sound, fiscally wise in how I move forward with this event and the things that I do. And I need to evaluate this with you. Let's hop on the phone. I tried calling him, of course. And like, I think this is a lesson for everybody. One, when you screw up, ask for forgiveness immediately, even if the other person is, is also to blame. Number two, don't do it over text, email, or carrier pigeon. Do it in person, face-to-face or by a phone call. So that inflection is heard, and three, yes. be slow to to to, um, to judge what's going on because my intent was not to make more money. My intent was to lose less and give more value to the people that came. And so yeah. that my all of a sudden he's fair. like, I will. He said, I will never work with you again. All you care about is money. I'm cutting all ties. I was like, <laughs> and, and my, a, and my a, question, a, yeah. a major blessing came out of that. Other than that loss of what I would consider a friendship, but um, a major blessing came out of that. But anyway, I think it's a really good lesson for other men to, to hear. And then the question there is like when that when that relationship goes that way, goes south, sideways, whatever you call it, is what 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 was that person going through? So that loud exactly. voice that screamed out, that was somebody else's voice that impacted that guy in a negative way. And you stirred mm-hmm. that up. Now, great that you debrief, right? Like this email I'm writing, I'm debriefing some things that I could have done better, but I will stand by my decision that you're questioning. And, and it's cool. And we can talk about it and I'll, I'll, I'll speak right to your face. I need to get it out in an, in an email just oh, because yeah. Collect I, the thoughts. I, and, and my wife proofs it, I mean, over and over. And I sent it to somebody else involved to get perspective just so I can say, is this what I want to say? And then um, because it's like you you get this feedback, right, or or whatever, and you need to address it. There's there's addressing the concern, getting to the the heart of what it is logically, and understanding what is the main question here. 
It's going to make people feel a certain way emotionally in that part of the body, brain, heart, right? And then there's just the tactical X's and O's that can't be ignored protocol systems. Mm -hmm. And there's two sides of all that. And you need to sandwich that, that communication with, Hey, you're doing an awesome job. You're an amazing leader. This is, we've had a great relationship. Here's a couple things going on. And I know there's an emotional side and a logical side, and literally there's this framework. And then there, here's the concerns I have and why, and, and all that being said, I just wanted to get this out so you can read it and it's there. And we need to meet about this. I mean, that, that, that needs to happen more. Um, and it, it doesn't, we just go beep, beep, beep. And we're in such a hurry. I just started reading a book literally. So I'm going to ask you the last time you cried. I did this morning. I open up the book called it's the ruthless elimination of hurry. Have you seen this Ooh. or heard of this? No, but the, about two years ago, that would have been really good. I'm sure I could still learn things from it, but yes. And I yeah. believe because we got connected through Jill. Yes. And I was on her podcast. She may have recommended it to me, uh, but it was, it was a pastor who grew this mega church. And uh, you'll have to pull it up. I don't have the book. I, I'm spacing his name, John. Anyway, I read the first three pages of it and I'm just like bawling and breaking down. He is just short sentence, just boop, boop, boop. Here's me. He op he just rips himself open. And it's basically we're we're in such a hurry. And it's just it's killing everybody slowly. And this is what it did to me. This is the vision I painted of my life. And I decided to make a change. And um, I'm excited to read it. I kind of snuck through to the end because I needed some quick answers. And it was great. Like I'm excited to read it. But that just that yeah. just hit me really hard. We can't slow down enough. You just That's wanted the answer. You just you're a you're a get it done yeah. guy. Absolutely. It's the get it done. And that's got, mm -hmm. that's been a problem. Uh, is this the one yep. by John Mark Comer and John Ortberg? Yes, that's him. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ortberg yep. is actually the forward. Yep. They're just using his name because he's, I'm looking, I'm looking at my responses like tech, tech, you know, uh, thumbs up. I do the thumbs up smiley face emoji. Those are my touch. So my responses, it's not even words, man. Yeah. It's thumbs up. <laughs> it's short. Need to yeah. slow down. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's, that's exactly has been something in my life that's been um, always in a hurry to fix, uh, do, yeah. execute. And I have a big thing in front of me right now, massive, like bigger than I can dream. God's put it on my heart that it's going to happen. And I'm like, well, I have no clue. I don't have multi, multi-million dollars, but I believe it's going to happen because that's what it's mm -hmm. going to take. And, um, and my wife is the same way. We're in alignment with this on like, it's, it's been crazy. Good thing. Good yes. thing. And, and I think she's almost like, what the heck is going on? You're not like trying to solve this overnight. And I'm like, no, if it's gotta be yeah. done right. And that is such an incredible piece. It's completely different. It's like a complete 180 for me, but yes. um, I think a lot of guys either wait too long and don't execute or execute too fast. And there is an art to mm -hmm. the perfection of that. This book looks phenomenal. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I'm, I'm again. I'm four pages in, but it, it caught me. And I and I evaluate things through a writing style. I I almost sent him a message. I'm going to send him a message. I'm like, you're a good writer. I mean, he hooked me right away. And it's like, mm. man, you know what it's about, what you're going to cover, and um, it was great. Yeah, that's that's really really good. So I realized early on that. I could create incredible relationships online through podcasting, through bringing yeah. men together in Zooms. But I also realized and understood from very early that in-person events, date, what I found is that like daily stuff will create 
a certain kind of relationship. But when you put a big thing on there and you have to go, you have to do, you have to invest, and then you're in it without distraction for a certain amount of time, at least without most distraction, that's where yep. real, real stuff happens. And yes. uh, we both do this. So I want to talk about your Spain trip. I, you know, like yeah. one, because you explained it to me, it sounds phenomenal. I'm not trying to sell it, guys. Like what I am trying to sell, I'm going to, I'm going to tell our audience no what I'm selling. We have no affiliate code or no, link, man, no, no, no. with each other. Exactly. No, we don't. Full disclosure. Yeah. Exactly. No. But what I'm trying to sell is find a group where you have a message and that you want to and need to hear, and you may not know what that is, but find yeah. a group or a leader who is going or is where you want to be, who is Absolutely. far ahead of you, and then go do the in-person thing with them. And what, one thing about the in-person thing I want to say before you get started is it really weeds out the BS. You'll know pretty quickly if that person's worth following or not. I had a buddy who yeah. leads men, and he lives in Canada, and he's like, Scott – uh, I, I was mentoring him, like officially mentoring him. He's like, I got to see this. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I, I booked a flight. I'm coming to see you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, great. I got Love an extra it. room, whatever. And he came and he, he literally told me I had to see it. I had to see if you're real. And uh, yeah. what the whole point I'm making with that is the fact that you should do that. Not fly to, don't come fly to my house or, or Matt's house, but, but tell me first, be, be, find yeah. an op find an opportunity to be <laughs> let me know uh find an opportunity yeah. to be yeah. with them and see how they operate and events are an amazing way to do that and i would invite you yeah. if you if you re- if you kind of resonate with my message come to one of mine if you resonate with matt's message mm-hmm. the spain trip like i want to go on that thing go to his or someone else so let's talk about your spain trip yeah and let me do this first because I want to. I want to add, and this isn't to uh, conflict with what you said, but just add to what you say is the the beauty of business of what we do in this space is somebody's going to find us and initially want to follow us, right? And this the whole business model is the the more proximity and time and depth you get with this thought leader professional, the more money it costs and the more impactful it should be. So I would say for me. Like if one of your listeners reaches out and says, Matt, I want to go to Spain. I've got the, I'm going to buy my ticket and I have the $7,000 right now, right? Um, we need to talk. Hit the yep. brakes. Who oh, I agree. You? There's a dynamic with the seven guys I have right now and they're all men and I didn't intend it that way, but they're going to be men. Um, the, the last four spots. So I'd say if you're listening to this is, hey, maybe that guy had the resources. I just want to cut straight to the, to the chase and fly out and meet you. Go get my free tools. See what I'm about. Buy my $20 book, buy my $99 time management course. So I've created this funnel and you get to know me. Now, some people will go through that quicker. They're going to get confidence and trust and move through. But for us as the people, I run a couple's night with Emily. So I do a leadership language workshop that I usually do professionally. We have four to six married couples or dating about to get married couples here at our conference room. And we have dinner and I implement the DISC and leadership language surveys and we just talk about it. And um, I had a couple come. I knew one of them very well. The other one I didn't. And this person just destroyed the event. Wow. And I didn't know. I just, I, I know your spouse. So, so we have to be, we need to have strong filters. And, and I, these events where they'll just let anybody, oh, it's this, it's this deep thing. And can I come? Sure. Give me 30 grand and be there tomorrow. Not a, yeah. uh, I'm worried about that as the consumer. Like, are you, what are you putting together? Right. And I, I agree wholeheartedly. And, um, 
because it can. I just talking to this same guy that came and visited me. He's like, I let this one guy in that didn't really fit my thing. And oh, he's completely man. different from everyone else. And now some of the other guys are exiting. I'm like, look, correct. You cannot yep. think about money over what you're doing. Like, like the no. money doesn't matter because it's going to come back wrong way. And you know, it's a it's a lesson we all have to learn. And yes. it was it's a hard lesson, but you're right. And yeah. like I was putting together my event and there's a call link for it. And my, and my mm. team's like, Scott, like you don't need to be inundated with calls. Well, if I'm going to spend a week with somebody, I kind of want to know where they're coming from. I want to know you, what they're up to. I want, I want to yeah. make that connection. It's, it's an, it's, it's a absolute must. So, so let me share this just to like drive that point home. I took our entire leadership team to Spain last year. So this was the, the proving of the concept and the investment in the gentle art of leadership. I have one called the hike of a lifetime. That's the Camino trip that we're doing in September and then ultimate immersion experience. It's a, it's a totally different experience, but I know these guys. Well, I'm with them all day. We get over there when you spend 24 seven and you're traveling and you're doing whatever, and then you're creating an environment where people are pushed out of their comfort zone and they're, they're, they're growing. You're going to see them for who they are and you need to like them, know them, understand them. And there's no pre-call. There's no Google questionnaire doc or whatever we do to make this happen. That's really going to give you the full experience, but you need to weed out the people that you know are going to be a disaster. And, um, I didn't have any disasters on the experience, but I saw different parts of different people. And that was the point. And we had to debrief on a couple of things after to say, good to know that for the next one. So yeah, it's so, it's so important. And um, they're fun though. And it takes a lot of energy. Uh, the, uh, you know, I, I've been to great events and I, I left just wiped. I was wiped coming into it, coming out of it. And one thing that I, think is incredibly important for any guy who's considering event is that it's not an event. It's a catalyst. You should treat it like a catalyst. Like I'm going to go away with new tools. I'm going to come away with new realizations for myself. If this is a good event, if this is an event that puts you in a place where you have a lot of reflection, you're, you're seeing into yeah. a new portal of your heart or your mind, you're looking at past hurts. Cause that's a big deal dealing with past hurts. And this, you talk about stories, the stories yeah. that we've been yeah. telling ourselves that are not true or are, are demented or twisted. Um, yes. and so it's, it's like the start and then just, you have to be invested in what's going to come afterward because it's so easy to go back to, uh, you know, standard operation, your SOP it for is. life needs to be updated after these. You got That's a standardized operating is. procedure for everybody. It's like, you have to update that document and be like, no, that's not how I operate now. This is, and this is how I operate. That's the beauty of that kind of work, right? Is you literally can rewrite your program. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned a couple of things. So, so all men have pains, hurts, traumas, and some are the, it's the big gouge, man. This person cut my heart out. And then uh, you see the ones where it's just a million little paper cuts, unconscious yeah. things that were said to you or perceived or picked up or kids are smart, right? Like this is all figured out by five, six years old. And, um, you get into this space and you figure this out. What's frustrating a bit for me, um, and I keep this in mind when I throw the event, is I've got a great events where I'm inspired. I come home. Oh, my gosh, I learned this. I had this breakthrough. All right, it's back to Tuesday morning. And, you know, and you just said it. So having some follow-up, having some accountability for us mm -hmm. as the leader. So, like, we're, I'm, I'm creating a community. There's, there's one gentleman. 
He's like, I'm doing the Camino. I'm doing ultimate immersion. He's coming to the men's group. He, he, he brought his wife to couples night. Like we're staying together. It's more that, that you get to be part of this community when you attend these things. Right. And if we're great as the business leader doing this, like it's not just a trip or an event. You're going to continue to have a cohort of people because you connect in different ways. I've been to these things and I'm tight with people that I met with an event. I might not see them for four years and then I'll bump into them. Hey, how's that issue going? And we're right. We're right back to, to that campfire or whatever we did. Yeah. So why Spain? Um, so I just approved to you that. So I, so I love oh, wow. Seville, Spain. I have the Pudal the Tower. That's a pretty <laughs> big there. tattoo. It is. Lived yeah. there in college. I was a mm-hmm. Spanish minor, kind of just trucking my way through school. Had a wonderful Spanish professor, culture professor. She's still a great friend. And she's like, hey, Mateo, you have to go study in Spain. See my beautiful country. There's mujeres. There's women. Flamenco, vino, sangria. I'm like, check, check, check. This is before I found <laughs> like- Jesus, yeah. right? Or, uh, right like out. all this. Yeah. And, and, and she knew this because she first tried with there's the museums and the culture. I'm like, nah, I'm going to stay here. And then she started dropping. What a saleswoman. And, yeah. and um, so I just dropped everything that I knew, everything that I was comfortable with. Literally, I had been close to the home, close to the nest, liked my little bubble and uh, liked knowing what was going to happen every day. And I just picked up, flew over there, lived with a family, fell in love with the people, the country, the culture, the the, the food, the coffee. Uh, I love cooking Spanish dinners. So coming back, I, I'm part of this new world now. There's a Spanish part of me. There's a piece of my heart in Spain and I love it. And um, it was an escape. So when I go real deep, it was an escape from some things and a moment for me to find myself. And like in my marriage, Emily says Spain's kind of a mistress for you. So so it's actually impacted our marriage in, in certain mm. ways that we've had to talk about. So I just have this deep love for it. Yeah. And I love sharing the culture with people. So I'll bring back the coffee and people say, oh, it'd be great. Can you cook me a dinner or whatever? So anyway, I say, I'd love to bring some people one day. I'd love to do a trip because I take my kids over. We have a great time and people go, I'd love to go there. I said, well, let's do it. I love to do crazy things that people say you can't do. And I'll try anything once. So that was what we did last year. It was coming out of COVID still. Things were, there were some logistical uh, almost impossibilities. And we pull it off. I love the challenge, but I love sharing. It's two, three of the biggest parts of my life. It's Spain, it's leadership and pouring into people. And I get to combine that in a really authentic experience that you can spend half the money on any of my experiences and just have Apple vacations or whoever does the tour bus thing over there with the 30 people with flags and radios that that's not what we're doing. You, Mm -hmm. you will not, have an experience like this. This is curated through 42 years of my life right? and making your life better. Um, And that's, that's that. And yeah. And and the first one, uh, the first one I paid for everybody to go over, we, we dropped about 50 grand to take the team over. Yeah. Yeah. As I was dropping money to write a book. Yeah. This is when I say like, I'm investing. We talked about this offline because I believe in it. And then when I saw, Oh, (laughs) that's 50 grand. Do we want to do this? For me, it should becomes a must when I commit financially. So that was a part of it too. And we're doing it. Yeah, we're doing it. And we learn tons and um, it's just exciting. I leave in two weeks to go to Spain with my daughter. So I have one trip a year with one of the kids and then the whole family will go. Sometimes I'll just bounce to get away for a few days. I'll do it on the front and back end of these trips now uh, where I'm taking groups. But yeah, it's going to be once a year with, with business leaders. That's amazing. 
Yeah, and you you're doing things in that business leader um, area, which is very intriguing to me, and probably a lot of people listening to this because for some reason, I a lot of the people that do this listen to this podcast are are business leaders or aspiring business yeah. leaders. So uh, I guess we just kind of draw like minded people. Um, so what do you hope that? I think we've already touched on it, but let's let's kind of wrap back around. What do you hope that guys? at this point it's guys that come on your trip and you said there's seven already. What do you hope that they take away from this? That their story matters, that, that they're more valuable than they know that the deeper they explore, the more vulnerable they become, the more powerful they'll become for their families, for their faith, for their finances, for, for all of those domains and this Camino adventure that we're doing and I love this book that I just mentioned because the purpose of this trip is for busy, high-performing, high-octane guys in business or people that were business professionals that are transitioning to unplug and disconnect. That's the first third of the trip. You can't do any of that until you can turn the phone off. And, and I'm going to take you to the middle of the woods and you got to trust me. And it's going to be amazing. No one's going to die. There's no danger or anything like that. You're going to be in the middle of nowhere. You can't connect. Okay. Once you do that, how do you recenter, revision, refocus? So that's the second part. How do you recast a vision for your life? And, and we're going to dig into story and do this in experiential ways. And then the last part is as you're doing this and you're recasting this, this is actually, even though you're hiking physically 70 miles over six days, you're going to return reinvigorated, restored, and rejuvenated. So that's my hope. That's the mission, the purpose of the trip. And along the way that we can naturally curate and have just these conversations between men that, that don't know each other that I get to facilitate. I get to poke and push the buttons and initiate these and it changes their life. Getting out in nature. I, it's kind of hard to explain to people who haven't experienced it, but getting out in nature and doing physical things and being unplugged does a next level connection. It's hiking down the mountain, you know, in BC last and, and a guy that he's standing behind me. And he's, he starts, or he's standing in front of me, he starts asking deep questions. And then I start asking deep questions back. And someone said this, that men do things shoulder to shoulder, not eyeball to eyeball. And when you do yep, yes. like hiking or you do activities, a lot of that is shoulder to shoulder. You're in unity. You, their pr- progress is your progress. Their delay is your delay. Their deficiency yep. becomes the team's efic- deficiency and their mm-hmm. strength becomes everybody else's strength. There yeah. is magic in that equation. Absolute mm-hmm. magic. When you can have a really deep conversation with the guy next to or behind or in front of you and you're talking and you're not worried about the facial responses, you're not worried about the glancing at the phone, you're not worried yeah. about the distractions that happen. All it is is one foot in front of the other, enjoying yeah. the scenery, what God created, and listening. And the, the level of listening yeah. that happens at those things is next it's next level and and the camino just just the analogy of the camino de santiago so if anybody who doesn't know what it is it's a pilgrimage trail starts in south france they have many different caminos but it's a 550 mile trail that comes across northern spain and people take 30 40 days to walk it's a spiritual experience but it's just it's a bucket list for many And um, we're walking the last 70 miles into Santiago for the big cathedral. And I have people that are Christ followers and people that aren't. And that's okay. They're all, they're all coming because the Camino, the point is that it, it meets you where you're at. It shows you things that you need to be shown. 
it always provides and you literally have everything that you need with you in a day pack and and you're we're doing that intentionally and it just helps bring you back like just to the human where we're meant to walk how am i going to train for this just walk walk a lot just walk i mean if that and you're and you're walking and you're talking you're just back to the fundamental basic things that were always there before all of this busy that bogs us down and drowns us and disconnects us and I strip that all away and then we stop for spanish coffee and octopus and amazing food and so like that's just the pe- people would pay for just that right I have a guy tell me, he goes, Matt, he goes, I totally want to see Spain. And I just, I trust you on the leadership side. He goes, this trip is worth just what we're going to do apart from the gentle art of leadership program. And, and the gentle uh, art of leadership um, program is the most valuable yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. So, right. So I, and, and again, and it's, it's, and again, I, I, and I have to deliver, I'm delivering on, mm-hmm. on this thing. And I said, guys, if this sucks, I'll give you your money back. If this sucks, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And, and if you're looking for an experience, find somebody that's running that experience that says that and believes in that and can give that kind of guarantee. And then that's if you suck, point. give them their money back Yeah, and learn and regroup. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a business lesson right there. Like, yeah. you know, you have to put yourself to the test and sometimes it means losing money because you didn't yeah. deliver. And that's the ultimate accountability on the financial side. But it's yeah. it's the game we play. It's the it's the risk that we take for the reward that we take. And that's what I loved about you saying, hey, if you're interested in this, start at the top of the funnel. Because yeah. what people what consumers may not understand is they think you're just draining money for them. But a lot of the times it's like, are you committed to understanding who I am and what I have? And this is the way yeah. that it goes. Here we go from start like big wide open, easy, easy, like level you know, kind of cracking into who I am and then we're going to get deeper and deeper and the investment yeah. gets greater yeah. and greater because the value is greater, but also we're looking for an alignment and, and, and the ability so for somebody to, to enter and exit right easily yes. and smoothly without losing a lot of skin. Right. And, and I mean, somebody can scroll up on a, on an Instagram. I have morning coffee with Matt every morning on weekdays on Instagram. And the minute somebody says, here's the first word out of my mouth, they might just say, no, nah, this guy's not for me. Right. And you can easily leave. Yeah. And you know, you, you come to the Camino, you're not leaving unless we send you home. And we make that <laughs> expectation really clear. And here's the other thing. Business is a two way street. Again, business is just human serving humans. And for the leader of the experience, just as much as the participants, there needs to be alignment and belief and, mm-hmm. and everything, because if there's not, you and I are good at this, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, when somebody's got money goggles, Yep. real estate, I'm in the real estate business and um, you can smell that coming. You walk in and I, and I watch these guys and their pitches. I mean, you guys are terrible, terrible. That's a whole nother podcast, man, for realtors. I'll come back and, and drop some multiple, <laughs> multiple observational uh, yeah. truths, multiple aspects, not just real estate, but real estate definitely yeah. is, is high up yeah. there. But uh, yeah, it's terrible, man. I, I yeah. think we, we'll just leave it at that. Um, before we wrap up, you know, we've been going almost an hour before we We're wrap killing up. It. Yeah. This has yeah. been so much fun. This has been one of it my is. favorite podcasts that I've been on awesome. in, and in a long time. 
I feel like we're just getting started. And I say that to not everybody, but a lot of people, because it feels like at at the 45 minute mark is where you start to like get the cadence. We kind of started our cadence pretty early though. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, some of them. And then some you get to the end and they're just like, all right, 45 minutes is up. We're going to have to run it back to, we'll do some multiple episodes and and come back and do it again. Absolutely. Is there anything like, and it doesn't matter how long it takes. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you really want to cover? I've covered so much. I just, I I would, if I had to give a couple of statements or closing to just any man, I I remember being in the places that I'm not anymore. And I come across a podcast, I come across a post, a video, whatever. And I'm thinking back to what I would tell myself from, from those places. So I just want to speak to somebody that's not in a good place right now for whatever reason, however you got there is I love you and I believe in you. Maybe you think nobody does and maybe nobody does and you don't or you can't see it or whatever it is. I don't know you. You're watching this. You're listening to this. I believe in you. And you might just need to hear that. And sometimes when you don't, when you're that in such a bad place where you can't hear that, it's because all you can hear are the people that beat you down and cut you down and and all of these things. That was my faith story, man. I was so pulled away from God because of the people that hurt me in his name that I didn't recognize the people that were there alongside of me the whole way. So I couldn't see that Jesus was too until a police officer puts me in handcuffs. He had the control power and authority to take me to jail. And he did the cop talk for a while. And I'm like, I'm going to jail. And then he goes, Hey man, why are you in the field at two in the morning? Almost dead, drunk off your ass, stumbling all over, trying to climb into this guy's yard. That's why I got put in handcuffs. What's your story? And um, find somebody to talk to about that and reach out. And if you're thinking of doing something crazy, just take a minute. Yeah. And that's a really important part because they're the more I connect with men on a deeper level, the more men share that they've been pretty close to doing those crazy things. And, uh, and, and can we just talk about it? Yeah. I, I know men that have taken their life be, and, yeah. and they, they left that in the note if they even left a note and it's like, shit, man, really? You didn't know that, that, that I knew you. So when I see those messages on Facebook, I I saw a guy, I'm like, he's about to go kill himself. I'm like, I don't know you reach out. Yeah. And, um, that it's just, we live in this culture because of all the bullshit that gets peddled about you're a pussy. If you cry and we need to be strong, right? So on Instagram reel, it was this girl crying in her bed. Daddy's not coming home. And she's like three, two, he's gone. And this was just, I think a construction worker who posted this video and he just loses his, just loses it all. And and he said this, right? It's because of this, that we have to be so strong and so put on and so everything. And we can't just say that we screwed up and painted a baby or dropped the ball or whatever and talk to somebody about it and fear being judged or ridiculed. And, and then we do, and then we get it. And then if we do anything, right. Uh, and then at the same time, if we're too manly, then you're a, then you're a, what, a, a chauvinist or whatever, whatever, a toxic, toxic. male. It's like, holy cow. Yeah. Um, it's just wild. So it's if wild. you're thinking of killing yourself or taking your life, reach out to me. Same. Yeah, absolutely. I, I that, uh, that, uh, that imitation needs to be open all the time because it's, it's literally when 
my buddy decided to take his life, there was writing on the wall, but quite honestly, the only reason I could see the writing be- it was because I had the equation after it happened. Like, yeah. oh, A plus B plus C plus D. I would have never thought that that's where we were at, but in hindsight, so mm-hmm. you start to get this sense of like this little more keen intuition. And um, I don't, like, you're just not alone. I think that's the biggest message is, is other guys yeah. have, I've gone through, really rough times you've gone through really rough times we're not here to judge we're here to say like like dude this is not uncommon this is not normal you're not different you're not screwed up you just got to get some new perspective and 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 leaving one last real deep piece of honesty that i've never shared ever openly uh, i've thought about it Mm. have you I think on a surface level how close have you been right i've yeah you know could you talk about visioning what that looks like right I've, I've thought about it. I've been in mm-hmm. some bad places where I say, huh, my values and my money, there's not enough money. So I don't have that value. Like, I've been there. I've just thought that yeah, never said it. this before. Yeah. And thank you for curating this conversation to where I can't, because we need to have this. We do. And many sure. people might look at a successful business guy and be like, he's got all his shit together. And my shit is not together. Right. Um, right. I can tell you what I'm going through right now, but like, yeah, I thought about it. So, the equation, if you've thought about it and you've been there and you haven't, you have more perspective. So don't be embarrassed to say that you've thought about it. You have a powerful tool to help somebody that is. And if somebody tells you that you're not man enough or can't say it, then I'd, I'd quickly fire them from your life. Yeah. And go find people like us and the other men that are following what we're doing. And that's, that's a my whole closing thought. I love that that's closing, but you do, I'm going to say you got, we could have the whole nother hour conversation about firing people in your life. So I want yeah. you to and guys to hang Matt, on to yeah. that and start thinking about that because what Matt just shared is spot on. And many of you need to do a little cleansing of your circle and um, that's brutal and it's hard to imagine, but take that to heart. Re-listen to this podcast so that you really understand what, <laughs> what is being said here. And Matt, it's been an absolute honor. And like I said, we didn't talk about jujitsu. We, we, we're going we to into- we're gonna come back. Yeah. Episode two, three, four. We're going to do a lot together, man. I, I love that. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Um, hey guys, if you, if you're not watching on video painted baby, um, by Matt, Matt Schaup is, um, the story is funny, tragic, <laughs> like all of it, but, um, yeah, uh, literally painted baby makes sense when you hear the story, but, um, the book. Matt, I want to thank you, first of all, because I I believe in in leaving an impact, leaving a mark, leaving something that really kind of, whoa, that person went way above and beyond. I got a branded uh, box from you with your book and coffee and a coffee maker. I'm like, holy cow, I'm dialed in. I'm paying attention and um, going the next level. That's that's something that good people Thank do you. is they go to the next level. So I appreciate that. And you have to. You got to be around people. Like I, when I show up, I got to do it different, do it excellent. And um, you can you can connect with anybody, right? You can do whatever yeah. somebody tells you you can't, and right. just be around people that do that, and they'll they're happy to share. I breakfast with a billionaire; he shared all his secrets, and you know what? It's the same stuff we do at the million dollar level. He just has seven more lawsuits with more right. zeros, and it's the same stuff. It's the same five, six, ten things we experience. So um, yeah. don't don't use certain things to measure. And again, if you need to reach out, Matt at mattshaup.com is my email. Send me an email. Yeah. Yeah. And it's S H O U P and we will have that in the show notes. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you leave a, leave a 
five, four, three, two, one star review. I don't care. Leave what is honest. It's definitely a five after this one. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.